And welcome back to Witch's Playground. My name is Bree. And I'm Tori. As usual. Yeah. I and do. so I kind of went out of my comfort zone here. Oh, God. Um, do you want to play a game? Uh, I love games. Okay. So by the time I'm done with my story, I want us to discuss if she's bad or not. Okay. How's that game? It's a game, bad or not. Okay. Okay. So, I, this week, covered a woman called Rose, Rosaline Rowie Wharton, Norton. What's the... She's from... Is it Norton or Wharton, or what is it? Okay, it's Norton. Okay. Her nickname is Rowie. Okay. Yeah. Row, 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 and- you row. <laughs> I had to. And she is known as the Witch of King's Cross by the tabloids. So, she was born in 1917 in New Zealand. Um, she was a very peculiar child. Um, she had physical peculiarities that some people said that was destined for her to be a witch. What? Yeah. And she was a very odd child, like I said. Like, she slept in a tent outside her house. And um, at a young age, she got expelled from school because she was influencing the fellow students. And at the age of 17, she married a man called Bradford Lionel Corey. Corny. No, not corny. It's C O N R O Y. Coroy. Coroy? Yeah, whatever. And at the when they after they got married, they spent their time hitchhiking. And so quick into their marriage, she started experimenting with self-hypnosis and automatic drawing. And these drawings often depicted visions of gods and demons and other deities amongst themselves intertangled. And the god that she was the most close to or she kind of worshipped was the god Pan. Okay. In 19, she was actually arrested for her pictures because the police said that her pictures were depraved and corrupt the morals of those who saw them. And so the tabloids went full force into her story and created these stories of um, witchcraft, black masses, sexual magic, and satanic rituals. And it went as far as a homeless girl and a renowned conductor, like a musical orchestra Mm -hmm. conductor, two different people um, blaming Norton for their bad fortune. The conductor was doing well in New Zealand. He was from England. He was like the top of his field and then he had some bad shit happen and he had to go back to England and he blamed Norton for that and the homeless girl just blamed her homelessness on Norton. And after all of the tabloid press and all of the bad things that were about her in the press, In the 1960s, Norton became reclusive and especially 
when an Anglican um, Archbishop of Sydney went on a witch hunt of sorts, condemning witchcraft, Satanism. He said, especially Ouija boards and tarot cards were those of the devil. What the hell? I know. And sadly, she died December of 1979 from colon cancer. But her friends saw her as kind and gentle. And despite the press, Norton always held herself with style and a sense of humor. Holy crap. So, huh? I didn't realize, like, she was recent, recent. Yeah. Oh, shit. So, my thing is, is she just a woman that, because of how Christian the, you know, her country is? Yeah, they just saw her as bad because her pictures might have been somewhat disturbing, or did she actually do satanic rituals? Well, I feel, just hearing this story, I feel like she was a little before her time in a society that didn't accept it. And I mean, we're, we're still in a society that doesn't completely accept it, but I also feel like it's just like, um, one of the owners at Sacred Garden, they said, like, I'm friends with people who worship Satan. And, I mean, they're just everyday people. It's just what they believe. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily make them a horrible person. Exactly. I quite... just have misconceptions, as usual, about everything that they just don't know. Right. Like, I feel like if she was still alive today, I totally be friends with her she might even replace you hey (laughs) i'm kidding (laughs) not nice like i definitely agree with you i feel like she was just a woman before for before her time and she was just so outspoken yeah about her religion the only thing the words that are scary that are in the story are like occultist you know and stuff like that like maybe she really did believe in dark things but see, but who am I to judge? But see, people like I have seen people use the word occult when they're talking about witchcraft. So I don't look at the word occultist or occultism or occult as a bad word, like a negative mm-hmm. connotation. I just think of it as a word that means a a person or a group of people who follow something that's not the norm. Very true. Very true. Yeah. So, I just feel like she was misunderstood. Totally. And I feel bad for her that she had to recluse herself from society that she was living in. Yeah, that's kind of sad. Well, tell me that your God's going to cheer me up. Um, before we go into Goddess... It's a goddess, by the way. Goddess, okay. I want to tell you of a little, little herb. Okay, little, little herb. And when I was scrolling through the list, I, this one caught my eye, and for fairly bad reasons. Oh, geez, okay. Um, it's not something that is bad, it's just the name is really bad. Okay. So here's the question and it's you're gonna be like 
why the hell she is asking me this question. Okay. This is a sore subject, but when you think of school massacres, what's the number one one that comes to mind? Columbine. Bingo. Yeah. Yeah. So the herb literally, the herb of the day is literally called Columbine. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> That's what I asked you. <laughs> so what what is Columbine besides a school massacre? Ma- massacre? Massacre? Um, Columbine is a plant that represents love and courage. It is grown in gardens to attract fairies. Hey, Heather, it's your favorite things in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I know she's listening. I know. Um, but it's used in spells and charms to increase courage in a stressful situation. And you probably know it better by its other, one of its other n- names as Culverwort. Mm-hmm. And it's also called Granny, Granny, Granny. Granny's Bonnet. <laughs> oh, okay. I know that name. I know that one. Yeah. So, like, I literally, I just saw that it was called Columbine. I was like, hmm, gotta do that one. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, so, hey, I was listening to True Crime before the, we decided to record this, so sorry. So you, you were in that mindset. I, I got it. I was. I was. <clears throat> What goddess am I learning about? I'm so glad you asked. Um, this week we are learning of a Scandinavian goddess. Her name is Giffion. Okay. Um, before we get into what she is and stuff like that, we're going to get a little backstory. So okay. She is married to... I'm going to butcher this. I know I am. Skjold? S-K-J-O-L-D or Sealed? Okay. Yeah. All I know was he was the son of Auden. That's all I know. Okay. Um, they lived in Lear, which is Denmark, where mm-hmm. she had a sanctuary. She... Well, it is believed nowadays that Swedish kings are supposed descendants of her. Oh, okay. Yeah, so not so not bad at all. Very powerful. Mm-hmm. She is the goddess of vegetation and fertility. She is especially connected with the plow. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, I'm gonna leave the darkest part of her for very last because I want you guys to be like on a spooky vibe at the end. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna wait for that. Oh my god, it's hilarious that you mentioned New Zealand. Oh my oh, god. Yeah. No, okay. Traditionally claimed to have created the island of Zealand. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? Why do we do this every time? Every episode? I don't know. Oh my god. Okay, so the way she created it was by plowing the soil out of the central Swedish region with the help of her sons, the four Swedish oxen, Mm -hmm. creating the great Swedish lakes in the process. In 
Copenhagen, Denmark, there is a large fountain showing her in the process of plowing. Which, by the way, guys, we're going to post a picture on our Instagram page the day this episode airs. So you guys can go on our Instagram, Lunar Moon Apothecary, at, on Instagram, and you could check out the statue. He almost said at. <laughs> I know. Shut up. Um, she's another twofer, honestly. Because she okay. could be another form of Frigga, which is also known under that name. Okay. But that's not the dark part. What's the dark part? Remember our Vestal Virgins? Oh, freaking virgins. So she is the patron of virgins and the bringer of good luck and prosperity. But that's not even the worst part. That That's not bad at all. Uh-uh. So, unfortunately, almost every single Vestal Virgin became her servant because every girl that dies a virgin will become her servant why do they do this to virgins what did virgins do to them they did not bear children to populate the earth damn it (laughs) how dare they right so don't die a virgin or you'll become her slave for eternity yes and i don't think you're wanting to do that I am definitely not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and just, okay. just like the last episode, we are only at 13 minutes long. What is wrong with us? Bruh, I don't know. Okay, pick another question. They just like, they want us to to have a discussion episode again, even though we have like three in the queue. We do. <sighs> okay. Oh, okay. This is an interesting topic that could go on for 10 minutes. Okay. And I I think I know your stance on this one. Okay. Tarot card versus oracle cards. And go. Tarot. Tarot. Why? Because I can't read oracle cards because they're too subjective. What do you mean subjective? Like... Well, not subjective. I feel like they're too freely open and too open to interpretation. Okay. And maybe my powers are not just my powers are not strong enough, but I I can't read tarot cards whatsoever. I mean, I can read tarot cards. <laughs> I just can't read or cards whatsoever. Okay, I I can I like, see your point. I like the structure of tarot cards more. Right. I know what they mean. If I lay it out, I can have a sense of what the person is going on in their life. You know? I I agree with that one. So, but, I mean, what is yours? I, I, I don't know what yours is because you practice both. I do practice both. And, um, honestly, I feel like it depends on the Oracle card. Like, the Oracle mm-hmm. card deck. Because I have... I'm a newbie with oracle cards, but I only have two decks. I have a botanical deck and I have a um, fairy tale deck. And I feel like I'm more connected to the fairy tale one because literally it gives you the meanings of the card. Whereas with the botanicals, it gives you the card um, attribute. So like with, I'm not, I know it's not real, or but. Bear, 
Burberry is, mm-hmm. I don't know what it means, but I'm going to say it means like uh, protection or something. Literally mm-hmm. in the book, all it says is Burberry attribute protection associated with this tarot card. And I'm just like, well, uh, that helps me none. I know. I would like to mix them one day, you know? I would like to do a tarot card reading and then like have some have them have the person pull some oracle cards with the tarot card. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, similar to our readings we had at You Know Who's. Yeah. I'd kind of like to do like um like a cross with the tarot cards and then maybe have them just like pull three oracle cards and then read them that way. Yeah, I mean when I when I did um you know who's tarot uh, not tarot card when i did you know who's readings the other night um i brought my oracle cards and she pulled seven cards the first time and then she pulled like eight and then it went to ten and like every single time i at the end of her picking all of hers i picked a card for her mm-hmm. so i feel like they definitely could be mixed i think i would do like what you're saying, do a Celtic cross or do a tarot spread first and then do the oracle cards to see if it correlates. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah. We sh- yeah, I feel like we should try that one day. We should. Yeah. I want y'all's opinion too, though. I want, I want to hear from y'all if you do oracle cards or you do tarot cards. I think that would be interesting. I think it would be too. Cause I know I can't just do oracle cards on their own. I would have to have, I would have to do a mixed reading in order to use, I mean, in order to use oracle cards. Right. See, I I feel like I can do both by themselves, but I could also, see, for me, I feel like if I mix the two, it would get too many, unless you do, like, only two or three oracle cards, and then, I don't know, I feel like that's a lot of cards. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea of doing, like, a Celtic cross and then just pulling, like, two or three oracle cards. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or maybe, like, the card I would pick for the person would be out of the oracle card deck, you know? Yeah. And the thing I have found is tarot cards, no matter the deck, it's the same exact thing, pretty much. Exactly. Um, with oracle cards, one deck can mean a certain thing for, like, okay. So, an oracle deck, you use that deck for a specific feeling that this person is feeling. Like, um, I saw in the book I have with the fairy tale ones, they have a vampire deck as well. And that one's for people who are going through emotional battles and depression and stuff like that and this one here that I have is about finding your true self and trying to be more connected with that so the, yeah each, each deck has a different meaning <laughs> yeah I mean I like your fairy tale deck though I do too it's awesome it is all right well thank y'all for listening again to a witch's playground I'm Bree. And I'm Tori. Bye. Bye. By the way, be sure to leave your comments down below because we actually want to hear what you're saying. Indeed. Yeah. Okay, bye.